If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Our guest on this latest episode of Soundtracking is an actor who made his name portraying one of the most iconic frontmen ever to have graced a stage. Sam Riley's performance as Ian Curtis of Joy Division in Control was, quite simply, stunning. And perhaps informed by his own experiences of playing in his own band, 10,000 Things. Now, as you'll hear in a moment, Sam is not only a great lover of music, but also absolutely cracking company. But before that, we have an offer from our very good friends at Grass & Co, a premium range of products that blends the highest quality, 100% natural CBD with therapeutic botanical ingredients. Grass & Co's organic CBD and botanical formulations have been specially created to bring balance to your body and mind with the most delicious flavours. Now, I've genuinely been using these for the past few months and I have to say the effects are quite astounding. Now, I know for a lot of people who've already tried CBD oils, they think the challenging taste is something you just have to put up with. However, Grass & Co have addressed this very issue. Their CBD is blended with organic botanical ingredients, including ginger, turmeric, orange, ashwagandha, chamomile and mint for the smoothest flavours. As with all supplements, CBD will affect everyone differently. Start low and steadily build your dosage every day so you find the balance that works with your body. The Grass & Co Calm Range brings tranquility to your day with CBD consumable oils, nourishing body oils and peaceful pillow sleeps. Now, I've just moved over from their Ease range, which I loved, to their Calm range. And I have to say, it just makes getting through my busy life a little easier. I use it every morning and every evening to feel a little less anxious and overwhelmed when I'm really busy with trying to balance kids' stuff and work. Grass & Co CBD oils contain no traces of THC, which means that all the CBD products are totally legal to buy, consume and supply within most EU countries. Now, you can get 20% off by going to grassandco.com forward slash soundtracking. That's grassandco.com forward slash soundtracking. Grass & Co. Life enhanced by nature. And so to the adorable Sam, who can currently be seen appearing alongside Angelina Jolie in Maleficent, Mistress of Evil. There's only one place to start, really, and that's with Joy Division.
Smiley, we're here to talk about you. Yeah, <laughs> love it. Do you know what? We've not had many actors on soundtracking, but there's so many areas that we can navigate you in music. Okay. Which don't look so hard. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Okay. Because um, I think, well, a lot of people won't know that you you were a rock star for a while before you... Rock star's a very kind way of... Well, you were in a band and you released a record. And yeah, no, sang, no, well, that's true. You know, so and I, you, I, acted you like, I acted like a rock star. <laughs> that's half the battle. That is half of it. I'm married to one, so... Well, oh, yeah, of course you are, yeah. yeah. But so, you know, it's like, you, you, yeah, I, I get it. But um, that background of music, obviously, something that... Well, how far does that go back in terms of making music and music being kind of, you know, part of your DNA, I guess? And I think... I, from what I can remember, I remember watching on Live and Kicking, <laughs> Paul McCartney playing something and my mum saying, well, he used to be in a band and I'd got the Frog Chorus was the very first record I ever got. What's it? Yeah. It was my sixth birthday. I got that and, ba- awesome. and bad uh, the the whatever the disc. And then my mum and dad had the White Album and Abbey Road, and we really loved like Birthday and Back to USSR. But as soon as Year Blues started, mm-hmm. it just terrified me and my brother as kids. You know, it's really like you yeah. know screaming. I feel lonely, want to die. You know, <laughs> we were like, really? <laughs> Adults feel like that. Yes, I'm lonely. And we both started playing guitar, me and my brother, when we were about eight or nine. And, you know, we, we, when we were writing music at, at yeah. home and things since we were little, I guess. What point did you think about it being a career then and sort of being in bands and going... I dreamt of it. I, I mean, my brother was the... He was more musical. I was always secretly the lovey. 
<laughs> they call me glory boy, which was like a piss take because I would be the dancing, you know, I would be up for like selling the stuff, yeah. doing all the necessary moves on Some stage, pumping yeah. the amplifier and <laughs> being a burk. Um, but they were all, you know, musicians, popular musicians. My, so my brother loved Blur and all the other bands at that time, but I loved Oasis, you know. I, well, yeah. I think I loved Liam and Noel more than I loved them the music there was yeah. something you know at that time there was so many boy and girl bands yeah that to have someone who would you know come and s say they were yeah. fucking shy you know or whatever <laughs> yeah, yeah, was yeah. like electric you know and i was at a public school where they they used to give me shit for having an accent there i mean back home they used wow. to give me shit for not having an accent <laughs> yeah but I really you know i think i used to wander around with my school uniform like the monkey walk you know like Thinking I was you wanted to be Nebworth was my first gig was that it? I went to watch, yeah. And we were in a school band with a lot more, it was all about the attitude, really. Yeah. Well, it's kind of really interesting because then going into control, taking on that and just absolutely nailing it, you know, in terms of that performance at Ian Curtis. Thank you. Um, and I was really interesting because I, I was reading some stuff where you said you kind of knew a couple of the songs, but you weren't a massive fan and you didn't know that much about him or the no. band really which thinking back now do you think that was a good thing because say it'd been something like oh, i think i would have to... struggled if if it had been a hero of mine yeah like, I... like plain liam you'd yeah be like shit well and the other thing about yeah that would have been that would have been hold oh, on secretly I, actually, go that's that. a great idea we've had the documentary now we need now the we need the biopic film. yeah and um, sam to play liam they would have said pete doherty i used to get that a lot no, I didn't really, you know, weirdly, we used to play in a pub in, in Leeds called the Primrose and we, we, um, after one of the first gigs we did there, the next time we played, they'd written Ian Curtis fronts the Rolling Stones. I wasn't sure whether to be offended by this because I didn't, I had no idea who he was and they said, yeah. well, the singer of Joy Division, you idiot, you know. <laughs> it must have helped, I think, not really knowing, but it was weird. I mean, it's only 12 years ago, but it was quite hard to get hold of stuff. I mean, A, there isn't very much. That helps as yeah. well. There's no really recording of Ian's talking. There's no footage of him in an interview environment. Yeah. You know, if, if you're playing John Lennon or Liam or something, yeah. everyone has very much a, you know, they know everything. Yeah. They know how they moved, how they talk, their mannerisms. So I was, aside from the the performance, which was just a case of like... That was just never off the telly, you know. I had a, we, yeah. I bought a deep black market DVD of the few live performances, the TV televised ones, yeah. and like camcorder footage yeah. from certain gigs. Yeah, I mean, I was te it was fear that drove me to <laughs> do it relentlessly. Fear of what though? Embarrassment of 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 letting myself down or the people that. The more I did this, the more I, the more I realized how many <laughs> fucking diehard Joy Division fans there are. Yeah. It wasn't, and it was a weird process because I went into the audition thinking I've got an advantage here; I can sing. Yeah. And as soon as I got in, like that, as know. soon as I got into the room, they said, "No, you you won't sing. You will definitely mime. We'll never find actors that can play the band." So, you know, I sang in the audition, but they said that would never happen. It wasn't until we. We're learning. We were rehearsing. We had two weeks to learn to mime to the tracks. Yeah. And it was the actor Harry Treadway who'd done a weird movie called Brothers of the Head. Yeah. Where they'd done everything live. And he, James, who played guitar, never really played guitar, you know. 
but it worked because he had to look at his fingers and Bernie had to look at his fingers. And for two weeks, we like, we were Joy Division. We called each other by the names. Wow. And on the last, right before we started shooting, we called Anton into the room and like gave him a beer and said, right, just hear us out. And we played nine, we played a gig, nine songs. And he called the sound man in and said, could we do this? Yeah. And the sound man was like, well, you know, if, you, if we have to. <laughs> if we have to. And we sort of did it. We play a version of it live to the audience that were there and then play back sometimes to that version yeah. that we just played. But it, the worst thing was we, we, we were thrilled that we talked him into doing this. And then we arrived and the first scene we were shooting was She's Lost Control. And they, there were like 150 extras. And we were like, how, have we, how can you afford these people? And they were like, We've got them from the Joy Division forum, fan site forum. Oh my god! I've I was I've I literally vomited <laughs> with uh, with anxiety. Like oh, there was a fan with Ian's face tattooed on his chest in the front row, sort of showed it to me in between. But we realised then, as we were doing it, that we were accepted. You know, in between takes, we play other songs, and after the first one, we thought, now we can do this. We're, they didn't bottle us. almost kind of giving you their kind of their their yeah and their, ian's daughter was there in the audience he's my age and and debbie and you know i had no frame of reference I, you know yeah wasn't, so that helped yeah it but was, it was it wasn't something happened you know it was it took a while to get over it really after that did it yeah okay. i would turn if people said ian in the street i would look around wow yeah yeah I spoke to Anton about it quite a few years ago. I was lucky enough to sort of sit and talk to him just about, you know, why he wanted to make it and kind of his sort of thought process on how he how he made it and stuff like that. And, you know, the work that he's done with musicians and stuff over the years, so I think he's, I love how he comes to things mainly as a music fan, you know, and you can definitely see that from the way that that film was. And we were, yeah, I mean, I we were we felt a bit like virgins, me and him, to some extent. You know, Samantha Morton played it. The, the gig scenes is one thing but yeah. you know the, it wouldn't have worked without the emotional heart yeah. and that was something that that she and alexandra brought to it with their acting experience that anton and i didn't have you know sammy 
there were some moments where she was just like, she'd look at the script and go, this is eggy. No. <laughs> she said, would you say that in real life? I go, I don't know. <laughs> and she go, let's do it. Let's just try it like, wow. you know, like, like this. And it was so, you know, when I found myself like really feeling, you know, it gives me chills thinking about it. Yeah. Know, like it was really a baptism of something well that's the great thing about this is now that we get to play some of it and remind people and yeah people cool who haven't seen it for a while or they haven't seen it yeah. at all to go back and check it out what was really nice as well was having we've had ben weekly on twice on the show he was our first ever episode yeah i listened to that one um and and we talked about you in the last episode as well because well you've worked with him a couple of times but on happy new year colin, colin bursted he kind of gave you a bit of a task to write a track yeah. But I believe you were you maybe had been out for a couple of drinks when you Yeah, when I've, you got I've actually up. stopped drinking since <laughs> since then after that after saying yes. <laughs> that was yeah. I mean I love it's I love great, Ben I love Ben Wheatley. Same. I've worked with him three we worked with each other third time this year. Why do you like working with him? Partly because I feel he believes in in me or something. You know, he gave me the job of Steve O in Free Fire, which was like no one had ever given me a chance to be like wild and you know, let loose. Yeah. It had always been quite contained. But he, and he saw the, you know, every time he needs an asshole, <laughs> I'm like the <laughs> renter rogue for Ben, which, um, you know, and, you know, I, every actor dreams of a contemporary of theirs wanting to work with him more yeah. than once, you know, I mean, it's so, but the story with Colin, we were going to do a big budget movie together. I was only going to play a little part, but then whatever happened, the usual yeah. bollocks. And, so he, he's not one to stay still. And he wrote me a text message late one night saying, I'm going to do a ver film version in a week, like as in we'll shoot it over the course of a week or yeah. 10 days. It's a version of Coriolanus. I'm going to call it Colin Uanus. And I was like, <laughs> you know, lols. <laughs> and he was like, well. So was, oh, fuck, yeah. And will your wife be in it? So I got in trouble on this one because I was like, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I knew she would want to be in it. Yeah. And then he told me the story. He'd been at a wedding, I think, where the bride had sung to the groom. And he said it was a mix of like you didn't know whether it excruciating, touching, because it's such an honest, you know, yeah. embarrassing, <laughs> beautiful yeah. thing yeah. to do. And he said, and I think, you know, your, your character is such a, you know, an asshole. Or, well, not, not that word, but, you know, yeah. that it would be something really kind of creepy if he sang this song for his mum would you write a song for your mum basically and I was like yeah <laughs> and there's a scene at the end of um is it Paths of Glory the mm -hmm. Kubrick movie yeah where Kubrick's wife who's a German actress sings to the French soldiers da ließ er all sein hab und gut und eilte seinem Herzliebchen zu ach Bitte, Mutter, bring ein Licht, mein Liebchen stirbt, ich sehe es nicht. Das war Thank you. 
I knew the moment in the film, and he said, do you think Alexandra, who's my wife, German actress, would sing at the end? I was like, yeah. I got in so much trouble when I got home because she's never sung in public before anything. I mean, I'm at least a show off. But she was really game and it worked really beautifully. But so I wrote this song, but the Ben being Ben, I was like, do you want to, I said, do you want to hear it? He was like, no, it's okay. We'll just do it. Like, we'll just do it in front of everyone. When you play it in the film, we'll just, just just, we'll just film it when you do it. (laughs) Oh, it was, and I mean, I used to write songs, but I hadn't, I'd stopped doing it. I started doing it again after doing that because, but yeah. that's nice. Yeah, my Alex encouraged me to do it because I had a period of time where I had like 16 months where I didn't get any work and I was really, well, depressed, basically. But So she said, you know, why don't you do music again? So, But this was the first song that I've done. And yeah, and I played it in front of everybody while filming it. And I was relieved that I'd made it only like a verse and a chorus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because it like stretched to... the limits of my piano playing. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. This is for you, man. A rose by any other name is a rose But Shakespeare never met Sandy or he'd have known To compare mom to a summer's day Doesn't even come close And yet I've hurt you more than most I know you needed me and I let you down In your hour of need I wasn't around I want to repent But I don't know how So I will try to spell it out S-A-N-D-Y Sorry for the times I've made you cry Oh yes S-A-N-D-Y I wish I could have That's brilliant though to have people like someone like Ben who, you know, he obviously A he enjoys working with you, but he sees he sees that in you. He's like, I know who could do that. Sam could do that. So he's almost kind of like drunk enough to say (laughs) yes. But he's kind of, you know, he's kind of nudging you towards something that he you probably wouldn't have done yourself had he not asked you and encouraged you and pushed you. Yeah, and I knew that, you know, I trust it's and I trust him, you know, to to do it. The other cool thing about that was that he said there was going to be a folk band in one of the pub scenes, and he said, But I can't afford any of the music. So I need like a pub rock band with free songs. And I was like, My brother has a pub rocks (laughs) it's a pub rock band. Yeah. And they would happily play their own music. So my brother and his band, the, Re- the Reach Arounds from Leeds, <laughs> great name, great name. <laughs> great name. <laughs> are, uh, are also in the movies. 
And also that was weird. It was like the three Rileys doing the music for the Wheatley movie. Yeah. It was great. I love that, the closing credits scene as well with everybody. It's beautiful. It's I mean, so... and Clint, I mean, to be honest, my song's on a soundtrack with Clint and Sal. <laughs> I mean, how fucking cool is that? It was great chatting to them both about the score. And you kind of can't get a word in edgeways when the two of them are together as well. They're like... You're struggling with me as yeah, well, aren't you? It's great. <laughs> Brilliant. I love it. No, it's a dream, to be honest. But it's that thing where... Well, like when you find someone that there's a kind of connection with on that and from them working on high rise together as well, it's kind of that relationship then kind of continues. Um, Free Fire as well was just what a blast of a film. I loved that film. Oh, I'm glad. Oh, um, yeah. God, it's great. I've got one of the posters up in my house. It's they were amazing. Like, they, they were dream posters, posters yeah. as well. What a cast, but what a fun ride. It was nuts. I mean, we all, you know, this is another thing about Ben was that, we all, you know, with stars like Army and Killian and Bree, who was just about to win an Oscar, <laughs> to have us all crawling around in the... F I mean, no one likes to hear actors complain about their working conditions, obviously, <laughs> but it was filthy. It was like, it was proper grim. And all of the crew were wearing gas masks, and we were just like, <laughs> this everything. cannot be good. <laughs> but we... You know, because it was such an ensemble and because we weren't sure sometimes where he was going to be looking, yeah. everyone lay down in the dirt all day, even if they weren't on camera. And it was such a cool yeah. spirit of, uh, on, that, on that job. Out, everyone's like smiley as well like everyone's personalities Michael, yeah. within their it's just so brilliantly done and jeff and ben's score as well was i thought yeah i mean and they were them they're amazing as well i mean to meet these guys as well in the evenings yeah it's you know collaborative in the best way and ben's editing on set while you're doing it and he'll Crazy. show you bits if you want which a lot of directors won't. I mean, I really needed it to just go back to Colin. The first day we were doing so much improvisation and I was really nervous for my wife because she's not English. And I ended up, she ended up like 
blowing me off screen the first time. I was like, oh, fuck, <laughs> this is a nightmare. So he like played me stuff in the evening. He was like, you know, it's okay. I'm only going to put the good bits in. <laughs> so, you know. But, do, you, do you ever use, um, do you ever have music to help with character? You know, in terms of I like, do, I do two things really. I always do a YouTube playlist where I have like things that I, that I can that just like latch onto for Steve the YouTube playlist of Boston accents some Jack Nicholson stuff 70s like documentary or documentary footage of the time and things yeah and we at, for Free Fire we had a, a group playlist I think it was 1978 the, the year that the film was set yeah. so everyone was like could throw in any song that was oh, 78 amazing. onto this shared Spotify list, which I still on? got. I put no, well, no love lost, but uh, division. So long, sitting here, sitting here, wanting, waiting for the trick to run. We've been moving around in different situations, knowing that the time would come. Just to see you torn apart Witness to your empty heart I need it I need it I need it Through the wire screen The eyes of those standing outside Looked in at her As into the cage of some rare creature in his room In the hand of one of the assistants She saw the same instrument As they had that morning Inserted deep into her body she should have been No life at all in the house of dolls. No, 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 I can't. Oh, there was an Elvis Costello, I think. Oh, nice. But I mean, Killian is really amazing. Oh, he knows his stuff. I yeah. mean, like he, him and Smiley were just like they loaded, they they <laughs> filled, off, they filled it with, like, <laughs> you know, I am the slime, Frank Zappa, which is a great tune. Like kind of competing with each other about who could put on the Nerds, best music. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but there was a bit of competition about the guns on that one as well. Like who had the biggest gun? It was really pathetic. Um, I was really happy to be able to talk about. I was covering for. Simon Mayo and Carmode and Mayo, and we were um, talking about Sometimes Always Never on the show. Yeah. yeah I loved that film. Oh, thanks. So it's a really beautiful that. film, oh, it's a gorgeous isn't it? film. And that's Absolutely. got a musical connection yeah. as well. I forgot. Yeah, yeah, yeah Edwin like... Collins doing the score on that as well and, and shot. And...
the dire, um, yeah. uh, Carl, Carl yeah. and, and, course, yeah. and the producers, yeah, were yeah. the members of the farm. Yeah. And Bill Nye, who's a big music, big music fan. I mean, yeah. the blues mostly. If you go in his car, it's like if you get a lift in his car. <laughs> oh, is he good? Bob, his driver, has to put up with some very, very loud, <laughs> very cool music. I mean, you know, it's all stones and blues. He was, are you a van man? I was like, do I travel in a van? <laughs> Van, Van Morrison. Man. I was like, oh <laughs> shit, yeah, of course, yeah. Who isn't? But what can what do you think music does in terms of that? You know, that kind of. Um, I got know, to play in that as well at the end. But oh, Elvis yeah, Costello, course, yeah. um, Elvis, uh, Edwin, Edwin Collins, Collins yeah. Edwin Collins wrote a song at the end oh, yeah, of course. that I got to play, and it was two films back to back where I sang at the end. It was like really. Really, and he's amazing. Edwin. Yeah, he worked with The Cribs, who's a band that I used to love go on tour Cribs. with uh, a lot. Did we, you? Yeah, we toured oh, like three or four guys. times with the Jarman brothers. them so much they were such good good lads and i'm so they're still yeah i mean they're poor they're, livers my god oh my god they like i can't believe they're still doing this <laughs> yeah. 12 years later but they've kind of like i remember one of them had a really bad accident at the enemy awards where he like fell on a table and like and sliced his back off. His, yeah ryan yeah, yeah, yeah. that would be ryan yeah. Him, yeah but then um yeah similarly i've spent so much time with them over the years at festivals and they're such sweet things. boys so nice. wakefield and but they, I think they'd work with Edwin, and he's got this studio that I'd love to visit up, up north. Yeah. And beautiful, yeah, music. And then Johnny Marr joined the Cribs for a bit as well. That was a bit... Yeah, that was yeah, nuts, that, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah, that was quite... <laughs> yeah, random, <laughs> okay. but... Okay. Okay, yeah, yeah. why not? Um, we should talk about Maleficent as well, because I, oh, yeah. uh, I loved it. This new one as well has kind of got this... It's just got a really cheeky tone to it. It's, it's like, pretty far out, isn't it? Like, but it's great. But it, it's like, yeah, it pushes. But you got that with the first one in terms of like, you know, this is no Sleeping Beauty kind of thing. Do you know what I mean? No. It's like it's it's kind of just pushing stuff away. I think a lot of that's Angel, Angelina, obviously. Yeah, I mean, she's yeah. I mean, it's incredible to watch somebody even on a on a movie that's Disney, where you know, who are now the owners of all of our souls the in the world. acting business, <laughs> have that much voice but balls for better one yeah. of a better word i mean you yeah. know she's really it's incredible to yeah. watch do you have fun doing it i really love it i mean it's it's nuts it's you know it, we shot colin happy new year colin birthday and this in the same year oh, like wow. so we i did a the bank there's a big banquet scene in maleficent too we shot 
Colin in the amount of time it took to shoot the, the one scene. It, so to have that sort of, those two experiences within months of one another is pretty, but I love the scale of it. It's just another way of doing it. You know, the, the collaborative aspect of it yeah. is even more impressive on this because there's literally hundreds of people, craftsmen and women building these sets in order for everyone to try and, mm. it's always kind of amazing that anything happens, you know. That, <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, yeah. That it gets made. Because you know. it's got to go through so, so, many, through, through so many. And she pushes the, the boundaries, I think. In the first one, you know, what, you know, what is true love's kiss? And, you know, that there's, you know, that a woman that's been so wronged is why she, mm. you know, could curse a baby yeah. or whatever in that case. And this one, you know, she's a humanitarian and, progressive and and i think that you know we they push a lot of really strong but i think important messages yeah for our you know yeah crazy times you can talk about it being a big production but you still feel those those kind of kind of truthful performances coming through and things as well and there's that bit where she turns around and she goes i've missed you there's just really nice moments in it that she uh, was instrumental in getting me this part like, really? the first time yeah i mean i auditioned for it this is between us obviously but <laughs> and then i rang my agent and was like how did that go and they said you they say you're not disney material and we both laughed because we knew that was fucking true <laughs> what do you mean? we're like what is it the teeth um and then like a week and a half later my american agent rang me and we're like congratulations and i was like what how did that happen and i think Disney sort of showed her, yeah. I don't know why I'm whispering, <laughs> showed her the tapes of the people that they had in mind. Yeah. And she went, but you must have seen more people than this. Yeah. And then she'd seen Control. Amazing. And then that got me the, that got me the, got me the gig. And she's, and you know, she was being really integral in, in making sure that she likes our characters and she yeah. likes the, the rapport that they have, this sort of, weird servant mistress <laughs> yeah. relation but like bickering playful stuff so she was like you know pushing for there to be more yeah. to be more of it so i mean i you know i owe her really but that's brilliant on something this size because you'd never think that that kind of freedom would be allowed in terms of it's you not know. for everyone yeah <laughs> <laughs> you have to earn it few, yeah. the chosen the ones, chosen ones. <laughs> um where does music sit for you now, what is music for you now in terms of like you're writing again, which is great. Yeah, I am, and I'm gonna do something with it. You oh, know, that's I'm great. yeah, because I'm I really missed it when I was doing it, and I have a lot of i you know I had a lot of ideas. I'm gonna do something now. You know, we we were a really great little rock and roll band, and we should have we had a deal with Domino and Polydor and Polydor, and you know, sorry Polydor, but you know, we took the money because we thought. Yippee, we don't have to work, you know. But yeah. in the end, they didn't like the sound of the album and we didn't like the sound of the album because they tried to, I was going to say polish shit, but that's not there. You know, they, they, we didn't. Try to did, change it. They, we, change you know, they you. tried to change us and we, I, now I just want to do something at home, record it as independently as I can and just, you know, yeah. get, it, get it out somehow. But I really love doing it, you know, and I'm listening, you know, previously I've been only listening to the same five records, you know. Which are? Well, there'd be a oh, Elvis Costello. <laughs> no, not anymore, funnily enough. It didn't age well. Uh, I don't know, Exile on Main Street, this is, yeah. you know, or the blues and 
you know, Otis Redding, or I love all of these old records, but I've been trying, partly because my son, who's five, refuses to listen to that stuff in the car. He's like, this is awful, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, what's this man screaming about? <laughs> so I listened to more contemporary stuff, and it's it started to mean a lot more to me again, and it saved me again from, you know, a, a, a you know, I was really down about it. You know, it was a long, the longest period of unemployment during my short career, and it was kind of crushing. You know, it was after a, a project that I'd hoped would do well, and it really didn't. And then the phone stops ringing, and then it was, you know, I really, it really pulled me out of of a rut. So I'm going to do something with it. That's exciting. Come back and talk to us, and I we will. Talk yeah, about that. I'll demand you play something for me. <laughs> Next time. Well, we should. What's your favorite Ten Thousand Things song? So many to choose from. <laughs> um, I suppose. I mean, either from the album "Lover Boy" is probably still playable. We it's did have also, a song called "Eating's Not playable. Cheating." It's on Spotify. People can listen to all of it. That's is it on Spotify? Yep. But the EP that we, the first EP that we did. I mean, Food Chain. There was a song called "Mummy's Big Plan," <laughs> which was quite amusing. <laughs> Which I'd probably happily listen to again. Or oh no, we can't all play great. it all, Sam. Well, I just play the <laughs> play Lover Boy then. Um, thanks for your time. Thanks, Edith. So it was nice really good to, to chat see you. to you. Yeah, and um, I look forward to what's next. What is next apart from the album? Rebecca with oh, Ben yes. Wheatley, Radioactive with Rosamund Pike playing. Yeah, um, Pierre Curie. Curie. That's exciting. oh, and I robbed the Bank of Spain. I did a nuts Spanish job called Way Down where I played like proper cat burglar stuff, like abseiling through holes in windows. It was my, they were like, oh, you seem to wow. enjoy this. I was like, you've no idea. This is all of that oh, wow. highbrow stuff. Is, I, I want to be Bond. <laughs> I watched an old interview with you. And the first thing that you said was, uh, it was for, it was a con round control when the interviewer had said something about how did you get the gig sort of thing. And you were like, oh, well, I was folding shirts in a shop in Leeds and, um, they'd already cast Bond and all oh, this kind of thing. I little was... sod. <laughs> the, the 12 years in the business of beating that out. I mean, that's hey, it still happened, mate. Still happened. It still happened. But it's coming up for a time. Exactly. Mate, Lovely chat to you, Jason. And you. Thank Thanks, you. love. She's so chemical. He's organic. They're like different species. From different planets He's a hippie, happy lover boy From a long line of tables And she's a slippy, tricky sex toy From the dark side of Venus Right away, lover boy You're not gonna make it She's gonna take your spirit And she's gonna break it Lover Boy by 10,000 Things rounding off this latest episode of Soundtracking with the fabulous Sam Riley. My huge thanks to Sam for taking the time to talk to us. What fantastic company he is. Maleficent, Mistress of Evil is on general release around the world now. We'll put a Spotify playlist for the show up via edithbowman.com, which is also the place to subscribe to the podcast and catch up with all of our previous episodes, including the two featuring Mr. Ben Wheatley. 
Also good news for fans of Control, we have the director Anton Corbin coming up in future weeks. Now you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter, we are at Soundtracking UK and please do keep spreading the word if you like what you hear. Next up, returning for his second sitting is wonderful director David Michaud, who turned to friend of the show Nicholas Bretel to score his latest film, The King. I very much look forward to the pleasure of your company then. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC.